0: Welcome to Conspiracy of Light, a podcast about Babylon 5 and uh, all the ancient things we find there. Ancient to me because it's like 1994, 93, I can't remember anymore. Ancient is 20, 20 years now, that's
1: what, that's what we're doing, 30 years, 25, well,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know hostway. I, I went <laughs> I went skating. I've mentioned this to you, but I went skating the other night and uh, it's been 36 years since I went skating. I feel like that was an ancient art.
1: Ooh.
0: Well, I hope you're okay. I, t- I'm fine. <laughs> Susie's the only one who's really paying the price. <laughs> She's still in pain. Ouch. Well. So today we're going to talk about Parliament of Dreams, which is, I, you know, I said it's one of my favorite episodes of this season. It's because uh, it's it's a moment where we've got the culture of Babylon 5, we've got the culture of the races but it's also there's a comedy to it yeah this, and we've been in some really dark places up until now so it's nice to see a little bit of light at at the at this point in the in our journey
1: yeah if I was if I were not committed to watching the rest of the show because of this sh- because of this podcast, uh, this episode would be the moment where I would have decided I'm sticking with it absolutely okay there's something special here yeah. for a moment there I thought you were gonna say this would have been the moment that I said I'm done nope nope nope
0: <laughs> nope because nope, nope. Nope. I would have liked it if we both had completely varying views <laughs> on this particular
1: episode not yet sorry <laughs> that's okay that's okay <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah speaking of comedy I just you know I, I want to I don't know what order you want to go in but definitely uh I did not know that Jakar had such an affinity for earth earth culture yeah and earth women
0: and earth women yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently all Narn know apparently <laughs> cuz you know uh Natath says I don't have any idea how anything gets in your bed but that's not my that's not my
1: business <laughs> I love that line <laughs> I know, but he's like singing show tunes while he's cooking. I was like, "What is happening?"
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was actually written by Christopher Frank, who wrote the uh, the music for Babylon Five, and huh. it's meant to be a Gilbert and Sullivan moment, but from a Narn perspective.
2: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So the That's
0: only funny. thing I have to say about that song is, uh, and Bonnie doesn't seem like a Narn name. Exactly, exactly.
1: Well, and he's singing in English, so yes, even you know, if if you were if he would have been singing in another language. I thought like, Oh, like he's into Narn musicals. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, it was, it was clearly an earth thing. (laughs) Well, and,
0: and I guess they could have done the subtitle thing for those who are watching and they could have done it that way. But Uh if we hold with this idea that, that, uh, Jakar has this affinity for earth culture, maybe it's been purposely translated into English.
1: So I don't think we've talked about this. What is the language situation in this universe? Are there universal translators? Does everybody speak a common language? Is the topic never addressed?
0: I don't think the time, I I don't remember, you know, out of five seasons or whatever, I don't remember them ever discussing. I could be wrong, but have we seen, I don't know if we've seen subtitles anywhere so Uh. far. Nagrad. Um,
1: every time Nagrad. Nagrath. Yes. Negrath. So Nagrath does not yeah. speak
0: the common language, but perhaps everybody else speaks the common language.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Nagrath.
0: I, I think it's Nagrath. Okay. And I've assumed I haven't looked for the spelling, but I've assumed N-A-G-R-A-T-H.
1: Because I, I was watching with subtitles. Based, based on subtitles. my phonetic spelling. <laughs> gotcha. I was watching with subtitles, and it said negrad with a D. But there were other words that people pronounced that I think the subtitles were wrong. There were captions, so it may have been wrong. Because anyway, we he have a has... computer kind of
0: interpreting yeah. what's being said. Yeah. So much for organic technology. Uh.
1: <laughs> so he, he, yeah, so so when he speaks, that happens. But everybody seems to understand him. So, yeah, I don't remember it being explicitly stated. But I, I also don't remember people saying something like like, like the universal um, dialect or something like that, right? or like common dialect. You know, like sometimes you hear something like that in some stories. It's like there's a there's a default language that you know people people can speak so that everybody can understand each other but
0: you yeah. know for a place called Babylon you'd think they would have addressed that already excellent point <laughs> excellent point <laughs> I just realized that
1: <laughs> excellent point
0: <laughs>
1: I had not thought of that
0: either so yeah uh, Jakar's in his uh, in his uh, quarters singing and uh making crawfish apparently mm-hmm delicious and and uh actually i don't like crawfish i can't look at i can't look at food that looks at me and eat it yeah i
1: I understand but it tastes good (laughs)
0: um i can do like fried shrimp and things like that but you don't leave the eyes on the food The, the food should not watch me but so he's uh and he ad libbed that moment where he's like, uh, "You stay there," or whatever it was he said to the crawfish, because the crawfish actually did keep crawling off of the <laughs> off of the thing.
1: <laughs> where are you getting so, your behind the scenes information?
0: Uh, it's a place called The Lurker's Guide to Babylon Five.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, I can't help myself because I, I I want to kind of frame some of my ideas and and make sure I'm I'm catching everything I need to catch. Yeah. So, uh, for those people who are looking for my my resources, I specifically the lurkers guide because the lurkers guide goes through. I, I think we had said early on that uh, JMS uh, J Michael Schindelcy had um, been talking directly to the fans as each episode aired. Yeah. It was the dawning of the internet, basically, and we were starting to have access to our makers, basically, and. He was at the forefront of this. He really wanted to be involved. So he would get on and talk to people about episodes after the episodes on a regular basis. So it's kind of like what we get now with After Trek and, and walk, Talking Dead and those kind of things where yeah. Yeah. the talking heads come on. But he was interacting with his audience, which is fantastic. So people could ask very serious questions to him. And The Lurker's Guide, um, I don't know who maintains it at this point, but it, it, it's an archive of some of that discussion although it it's only his side of the archive I guess because he's allowed it and maybe because you're not maybe they were were purposely not putting in people's questions to him because maybe you'd have to get permission from everybody I don't know
1: and probably because he was the only or like the biggest nerd on set and he was the only one who had access to like a forum and a computer all the time
0: that could be too yeah that could be too um, it's early 90s right right no, so there, it's I don't know when internet became big for us, but I don't think it was early '90s. I mean, it was growing, but I you know I was getting my information at the time from Usenet news, so, and I think that's where a lot of this stuff happened was Usenet.
2: Mm. Gotcha.
0: But the Lurkers Guide grabbed it all and said, "I'm going to keep this archive," which thank God, because you can go there and kind of get a feeling for a lot of things that maybe you would miss. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that they wanted to give Jakari Gilbert and Sullivan tune, which was written in Narn. <laughs> Or written for Narn, you know, it was... That
1: character has evolved very quickly. (laughs) The idea that
0: Jakar likes show tunes made me very happy. Especially that it was written for this express purpose. This is not something that we've heard before, even though it sounds like it would be something from the 20s. (laughs) So there's two kind of stories going on. There's the religious ceremony story where we're basically bringing, like... Is it Earth Force? Earth Force decided that we're going to have this day of religious expression or this this week of religious expression on Babylon 5?
1: Yep. I like the way Garibaldi put it. It was like, you know, who thought it was a good idea to let everybody, like every single alien race show, what were the words? I was like, show us or put put their religion on display. Like, who thought that, yeah. that was a good idea? <clears throat>
0: Yeah, but apparently Earth Force did, or somebody in in some governing body. Which brings back, I guess, we had asked the question, you know, who's really in charge of the station? I think Earth is really in charge of the station. Obviously, Sinclair is the primary, Uh, so he's uh, he's a member of Earth Force. But so someone back home is making these decisions to make uh, Babylon 5 more culturally sensitive, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So you have that story, and then you have the story about the attempt on Jakar's life,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is where a lot of the humor comes in, is that attempt on, on Jakar's life. So which direction would you like to go first? <laughs> I'm going to go
1: the third direction. What's the third <coughs> direction? What did I miss? Just to get it out of the way, which is the character of Catherine coming back into the oh, life of Oh, that is a third direction. My bad. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's just it's just interesting to see a piece of Sinclair's past life. Right. And, yeah. and how they talk about, uh, well, you know, he, it's, it's a, it's an old romantic relationship. It's a problematic relationship. It's, um, uh, but it seems like a very real relationship, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and I, I don't, I don't really think there's a lot there, uh, for now. Like, it just seems like maybe she'll come back, you know, later. Uh, she, she seems to imply that at the end. It's funny how he couldn't stay away, <laughs> he couldn't yeah. stay away from each other. Uh, Every think,
0: two to three years, right? They get together every two to three yeah. years. Which I wonder how long that's been going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he said something like since they were in the academy together. Yeah, right?
0: so they were in the academy, and then there's the war. Yep. And now here we are here. Yeah. So maybe it's just been six years, maybe. Yeah.
1: And other and he was like, you know, I'm with other people, or you're someone with someone else. And uh, he mentioned that he's separated from his, I guess, wife or girlfriend about a year ago yeah um, so so we're, we're getting you know well, that was that
0: happened at the gathering but i don't you know it's sad i should I, I don't want to really go back to watch the gathering right now but that happened at the gathering
1: we got that information at the gathering gosh gotcha. i didn't remember uh but you know it's like filling in gaps for him yeah I thought it was uh we learned that he like jakar likes to listen to to sing show tunes and sinclair likes to listen to old poetry Tennyson he's,
0: in particular
1: yeah ulysses is the the thing that he's listening to and then like Catherine alludes to, like he used to listen to that all the time, and that's that's an interesting poem. And, and you know, if if there are parallels to like how he sees the world and 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 to that poem, um, then that's it. Insight. Makes me wish I had read that poem. I I did. I I read it um, after I saw the episode, or like I, I kind of like stopped it and and wrote down and and read parts of it. And it's interesting because it's like, if I remember correctly, it was a. Either like a warrior or a king who was tired of um, like he couldn't stay still and he wanted to continue to be active and do things and um, I, I won't say any any anymore because I don't remember if he's if, if if it goes like across different points of his life but I think there are definitely some parallels to him um, that will that, you know, we to- like we talked about in the last episode, like what's going on with Sinclair? And I think right. that, that that poem is a, is supposed to fill in a lot of those gaps and tell us uh, way more about him. But it's, well, it's Catherine,
0: interesting. Catherine does ask, which are you, an idle king doing unequal laws or doling unequal laws unto a savage race that hoard and sleep and feed and know not you or a gray spirit yearning and desire to follow knowledge like a sinking star?
1: Yeah. See, and he so, doesn't
0: answer the question.
1: Yeah, yeah. Remember last time I said, um, like, you know, maybe he feels like he's surrounded by idiots, and, <laughs> or, or maybe he, like, you know, he just, it could be, you know, the adrenaline. It could be that there's more purpose to it. Like, I don't, I don't know. But I think, but it's, it's kind of, it's a long poem, and he goes it, back. It and It makes forth.
0: me want to read it. So did you read the whole thing? Is it? Is it did, so long? I did. I did. I don't read re- it. Okay.
1: I, I don't think I should read it here it's, it's no, like, no, no i think no, it no, takes i like, wouldn't i wouldn't suggest that yeah it takes like just, 4 uh, minutes to read the whole thing so that's okay. pretty long
0: yeah yeah and i i think i might have read idols of a king a long time ago but i definitely didn't read ulysses
1: yeah so that was so that was interesting but other than that there isn't really much going on between you know other than catherine being a distraction and like filling in all these gaps but yeah I
0: think that's that's really what's going on there but the other side of that is you know again I'm looking at the lurker's guide and uh uh JMS was saying that um he wanted to show what a real relationship was like and he he said that that's all pretty much things that happened to him in his life. Yeah. Yeah. He that's said what, that he couldn't even stay in the room when they were doing the 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 scene because it was just too close to home for him.
1: Yeah, I completely get that. That that relationship felt real. Um it felt like it was definitely something, like I believed them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was. It was felt very human and very real. Yeah, yep. So
0: there, there, you're right. There was a third path there that I I had failed mm-hmm. to mention, um, which is it, it's important to an extent because you're getting the backstory.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, then, so we get the Jakar plot, which yep. is uh, this this person. I can't even remember this person's name, but he is basically taking a contract out on Jakar's life because Jakar has apparently caused him problems in life. Um, And so it's Durag, Counselor Durag. Um, This should come as no surprise to you, Jakar. You've ruined my family's name and humiliated me before the council. Retribution was inevitable. And so this sets up the stage for Jakar being paranoid of Everyone and everything.
1: Yep. Lots of fun. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, Natath comes on as his new diplomatic aide. and Wasn't well, she uh, introduced two
1: episodes ago, or did they change her?
0: No, the the, the one bef- uh, two episodes ago was Kadath.
1: That's the one that died in the airlock?
0: Died in the airlock. Gotcha. Strange circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, that, that leads to even more kind of awareness of Jakar thinking that maybe it's Natath that's going to be the problem Um but uh, apparently uh he gives her some momentary faith in the way that she talks to him because she's like if I wanted to kill you I could have killed you
1: <laughs> oh yeah she's uh I like Natath
0: <laughs> Natath is, is fantastic um and she, she's, this, this relationship between her and Jakar, even up to the end where she's, <laughs> they do that thing like, you will feel pain, and you will feel fear, and then you will die. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had the realization, she wasn't in the room when he was saying that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I've jumped ahead a little bit. Basically, this guy uh, has has assigned somebody to kill Jakar, and... Um, you know Natat says they have to give you a black flower black rose whatever it might be and then that would signify that this league of assassins mm-hmm. which the Narn have a league of assassins that's yes. a point uh, which apparently has a code <laughs> yep. once you take a contract you can't not fulfill it or else you'll be killed Yep. Uh, this league of assassins is basically set out, set out to, 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 to kill Jakar yeah. which, to again- spend some time making him fearful and then kill him
1: which again is kind of cool world building, right? It's like, well, if someone's gonna kill you, they're probably gonna do it through the League of Assassins. Is that what it's called, the League of Assassins? I think that that sounds Something right, like that. but you yeah. know, I'm I'm sad that I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been playing a game called Assassin's Creed, and so I'm like, are we mixing oh, yeah, up okay. the, the things? Um, you could be. Yeah. Uh, so, but I I think League I think maybe of more likely Assassins Guild. Maybe I don't know, but, but that may
0: also be from me. Yeah. Reading Discworld or reading uh, Robert Lynn Asprin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yep. It's one of those. <laughs> and so you know they're gonna hire the assassins, and if they do that, because like, that's the way we do it, right? They, you know, whenever a Narn is going to kill somebody else, you, you hire an assassin, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't even start the process without giving you that flower. <laughs> so right. I, right, I loved it, and he's like, "You're oh, absolutely yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Yeah, like this isn't, this isn't some." like you know just random killing this is this is a narn assassination there's there's protocol there's a way to do this
0: (laughs) (laughs) um the uh the group is called although it's not necessarily the assassins guild or whatever the group is called the thenta
1: gotcha
0: and they leave a death blossom at the time (laughs) of yeah Yeah. that's that's great uh, some really great prosthetics on Jakar singing there too, because he has
1: to be in this like full-body outfit almost. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it, it's it's cool to see Jakar uh, being kind of silly and being paranoid, and you know going down and talking to Nagrath about you know getting a a bodyguard, and I thought it was hilarious. Like the way he's like, is like I need it within two hours, and Nagrath is he's like. He has everything you need, right, right yeah, here, including yeah. like this bodyguard just like comes out of the smoke. <laughs> exactly. Was, Will this it, do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was. He's like, oh, oh, oh yes. He's so happy. <laughs> just again, all of this was like silly but fun at the same time. The way yeah. the bodyguard was just dead. It was the whole thing was, uh, was, it was great. But I don't see, I don't see that there was much. I don't see that there was anything like important regarding the Narn or the or, or Jakar's story about this because we we don't even know what he did to make the other guy want to kill him. Right. But we
0: know it sounds as if Jakar's done some underhanded things to get in the council. Because he says to Natoth, I don't really want this to get out because it would cause diplomatic problems.
1: Uh yes. But so Delenn said this the, and then there's what, said what, the same thing later. That's true. In a noble tone. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) mean, we don't know, we don't know what's going on, you know? That's true. That's true. I'm sure, I'm sure Jakar has done tons of bad things. I don't know, but I I just, just adding to the mystery didn't really do, I don't even think it added to the, to the mystery. Like it didn't feel like an important plot line. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm glad it was there, but it didn't, I don't, I don't. Again, that's so how I'm asking. Was there anything beyond that that really? I don't know. I, th- I think
0: world building is a big part of it, right there—the uh, Fentamacor and uh, bringing Natoth into the fold, and and creating that relationship between Natoth and Jakar. Um You know, I, I was just thinking that uh, two things. I was just thinking. First off, Nagrath is Zorak. I just had to say that. <laughs> Nagrath is Zorak. Um, the, but the second thing is that. It seems that everybody who comes to Babylon Five has a lot of baggage.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, and that so was... we're just getting a picture of some of some of Jakar's baggage, I think.
1: This was this was something that was interesting when the episode opens and you see, like, in, in every episode, I feel like we're seeing different parts of Babylon Five. Like, we're still meeting the station, and I I feel like this is the first time we really saw the port of entry right where we where people were coming in where people were sitting down and waiting for their ships oh yeah okay you know like we we hadn't really seen that before like so like in this episode we didn't see the the area where everybody eats right Um, that's
0: true the the Zocalo area yeah with the shops and stuff like that we
1: didn't see like this was a new a new set and and it was it felt alive and it felt old and it felt busy and yeah Kind of yeah, like there was a special event, so a lot of people were coming in, but it was it was it was interesting to see because again it's it's fleshing out Babylon Five. What is it, <laughs> you know? It's uh, <laughs> I, I I liked seeing that a lot, and I, I I mentioned that because I know you meant, um, metaphorical baggage, but. People are also bringing uh, their baggage well, yeah, because it was a port of entry, <laughs>
0: but that's also important. Maybe that's uh, that's maybe just reading too much into it. You know, sometimes a cigar is cigar, but uh, <laughs> but may, you know, I, I took that from from uh, f- f- well, I took it from Straczynski, who took it from Freud, obviously, but uh, <laughs> just uh, yeah, it's it's alive, and people are bringing their baggage. I like that. That's 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 interesting. Yeah, so what Jakar says is, this would lead to some unfortunate revelations about my years on the council, revelations that could affect my position. Personally, I don't care if the information comes out. My only concern is that it might compromise our standing in the negotiations. So it's something that could possibly discredit Jakar. And to me, that personally, it doesn't matter to me line, is a means of saying, uh, there's nothing really there, but I'm going to cover my ass. Yeah, well, I think he's... He's lying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it seems likely to
1: me. That that's the kind of thing you say when you're lying. It's it's funny because I don't I don't think anybody likes Jakar. like we do now, you know. But I don't think anybody on the station likes him, and or, or any of the other ambassadors for that matter. And it was so funny when Catherine and, and Sinclair are walking uh, in the hallway, and, and Jakar has just gotten rid of the assassin. <laughs>
0: and he's incredibly happy. Yeah, and
1: Sinclair is like. Like uh, like have you been like have you enjoyed the festival? He's like, you know it's like it's been incredible or something like, this is the best day so far. <laughs> <It's> so <good. laughs> He's practically skipping away uh-huh. it's, um it's oh, I, I like those interactions like that.
0: The other piece we learned is that Jakar
1: survives two
0: prior assassination attempts
1: I'm, I'm sure a few more people will try to kill him before this is all said and done,
0: probably, but you know what we didn't get? We didn't get a Narn religious ceremony
1: yep that's true. that's true. I was thinking about that so religious ceremonies right that's kind of the other yeah that's the other that's things. the
0: other side of the story is the religious ceremonies that are going on uh we see what we see one from the centauri uh-huh, <laughs> which, which is, is almost a bacchanal,
1: which it's so funny it's like uh oh, he's now one with himself it's like, <laughs> he's now he one passed, with passed himself. out that Not too. too. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Oh, Lando,
0: <laughs> so, so we also learned that, you know, the reason for this celebration is that at one point there was this race called the Zahn that nearly wiped the Centauri out. The yeah. Zon, uh The Zahn evolved parallel to the Centauri. They were on different continents that were across treacherous seas and would not allow connection between those two until the two were sufficiently technologically advanced to get there.
2: Yeah.
0: And once it happened, it seems that uh, they nearly destroyed the Centauri. So now the, this, this ceremony is, what they say? They count the number of living and celebrate those that are alive.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, again, this is another one of those cases where they are very, you know, casually talking about genocide. Like, they killed all the Zan. There's none yes. left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And— it it was it's it was so weird to see everybody at the table kind of okay with that i think everybody was you know had some had some alcohol ivana yeah, had I think her so. hair kind of looser than usual she's laughing uh it was like everybody's uh, everybody like everybody's uh, behavior was like up to 11 you know in this episode yeah. like everything yeah. was exaggerated but everybody was also happier like it was just like there's no even even the assassination attempts were dark. Like, the darkest thing, really, or, like, the most serious thing was um, Catherine and Sinclair's relationship. <laughs> Everything That's else true. was just, like, fun and silly. And in the middle of, like, one of the silliest scenes, they just casually mentioned the fact that they wiped out an entire, uh, you know, group of people. and Yeah. And now we're having a party about it, and everybody's having a drink.
0: Whew. Well, I, I guess... <laughs> I mean, so, okay, I I don't know if, maybe it's too close to home for us to sit at a table, have a drink, and have a good laugh at the fact that we almost killed the entire Native American race. I couldn't do it. But you're right, I think everybody's had something to drink. Uh, Ivanova's clearly the only one who's really, really enjoying it. Sinclair is, how can I get out of here? Garibaldi is, can I kill him now? Uh... I don't remember if
1: Jakar was present. Uh, Jakar was not there. Uh, no, he was
0: not there. Um, but so it was primarily uh, Lando and Veer, and then Susan, Jeff, and uh, Garibaldi.
1: Yes, but uh, but so what you said before, you're alluding to to a Thanksgiving dinner, is what you're saying, right? Like, you know, I wasn't, but uh, that okay. That's so, uh. So, so I've never sat with, with anyone who's like, man, those Spanish people who sent that Italian guy over really knew what they were doing when they wiped out all the, all the native population. Let's celebrate, you know, like there's, there's no, I've never been in a situation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people celebrate like the civil war and like kicking the ass of the other side. Right. But you still don't talk about like how you wiped out an entire group of people even yeah even well, the native it, americans also, like, though, weren't like wiped out entirely i mean the, you know almost but who, like, the who's celebrating is almost, that the culture is almost gone but but like who's who's celebrating that i've never been you know sat down with someone no like, nobody's
0: celebrating that yeah. at least not that i know of yeah. um maybe maybe some people i, I don't I, know what I, dinners I not, you're
1: going to Woody, but oh i don't go to, to dinners like that
0: but <laughs> The thing I was thinking was okay. The the, the big difference here is uh, supposedly, if we if we were to believe the history provided to us in the episode, the Zon struck first. They nearly destroyed the entire Centauri race. So it was us or them kind of mentality, maybe. Um, because if if we're to take the the sort of back and all seriously that's going on here, they were so few that they were counting the numbers and celebrating the fact that they were all still alive every year after gotcha. the occupation of the Zon. So. There's this kind of sense of being beaten back by a a greater foe and then beating that foe to the pulp to the point that they don't exist anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. The difference for Indians, uh, for Native Americans would be, you know, if the Native Americans were sitting at a table having beat us back to England and uh, talking about their experience with that. I don't. Well, I mean, well, that's that's the Fourth of July, right? That's. That's not when Native Americans celebrate no, the fact no. that they beat us
1: back to England. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's the American colonies celebrating when they beat England, and now we're free of English rule. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's so I guess, true. I guess
1: there are some parallels to, to to what you're saying, but yeah, I guess it would be really different if, like, you know, like making it more sci-fi if alien invaders came in, and we fought them off. Yeah, we'd probably have um, yeah like the movie independence day which also celebrates <laughs> which the idea is you know this is our independence day because we're going to you know fight off the the alien invaders yeah hmm, hmm. i guess i can kind of see
2: the, well i'm not
0: i'm not trying uh, to make a case for in uh, the no, enjoyment this, of genocide here this is let's this be is,
1: clear yeah but this is uh, again yeah because it is I guess so, if if you are looking at it in the case of, like, there were invaders. Hmm. And it's coming from Lando's mouth, so it's hard to appreciate the nuances of it. <laughs> Especially since he's as drunk as he can possibly be. He is the drunkest we've seen him so far, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, he, he says, uh, you know, when we were in our dark times, we had a god for everything.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hmm. I can't remember the names of all the gods. Uh, Morgoth was the god of doorways and um, mischief, or something. Oh, god! Of, oh, god of the underworld and protector of front doors. Of front doors. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I and
1: mean, we spent more time talking about that scene than the actual scene. I guess there was like probably. There? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is really interesting. Again, it it didn't sit with me well, but yeah, but I guess that is a completely different way to to see it
0: hmm. uh and so the, yeah but when as he becomes one with <laughs> one with himself <laughs> he kisses he kisses the goddess uh what is the goddess's name uh lee the goddess of passion and then he falls to it <laughs> falls down
1: and becomes one with himself. Oh, Delenn was there. I remember now. Delenn
0: was there. That's right. Yeah. She she looks incredibly uncomfortable with the entire proceeding.
1: Well, he he like he they didn't say anything about this, but he pushed all the food and drink onto her lap, <laughs> then called her cute. Uh, yes, then everybody's cute. Yep. <laughs> I'm him cute. <laughs>
0: yes, a And you, Mister Garibaldi, you're cute in your own annoying way. <laughs> Oh, Lando, and I'm cute too, but in purple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a scene! What a scene! You know, I had forgotten that that was their religious ceremony.
0: Yeah, because it it looks much more like like a party. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what it comes down to—that the the uh, Centauri religious ceremony is a party. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have. I don't know. Do we have similar things? Uh, I don't think we do.
1: I see. It so it looks so, more
0: like like Greek culture or Roman culture.
1: So here's the interesting thing, because they're calling it they're calling them religious ceremonies. Yeah. And and then we learn later on that what the Manbari show is basically a wedding, or could be a wedding. Could be a wedding. So if you look, I mean, I guess a wedding i guess it's a religious ceremony if you're doing it in the church i think a lot of people in you know particular faiths see uh marriage as a religious ceremony and that includes oh, yeah. festivities sometimes depending on your on your religion so in in that sense yeah i guess a, a party like that could be seen as as religious and especially like he's uh, lando is like, he's referring to different gods right it's like a feast like yeah. uh it's a feast celebrating the gods it's a maybe there's some sort of like sacrifices to the gods in, in their in their view but it also shows like it, that feels very you know uh centauri right so it's very yeah <laughs> i think the parallel is ancient rome yeah.
0: yeah i i I think that's the best i can come up i mean it's like this is a satyric it's a you know it's me, it's almost a Roman Polanski moment going on
1: here. Also, I grew up um, in a in evangelical churches and Pentecostal churches, and people are just like jumping up and down, and there's a band playing, and that's like a party every Sunday. Okay, this and is a side Tuesday piece, but I didn't know that about Thursday. you.
0: I grew up in Pentecostal, also.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like Hispanic Pentecostal. I don't know if it's if it's the same as everywhere else, but that's like that was a party.
0: Oh, well, yeah. It's uh, There was, uh, you know, I can remember, so just a little backstory on me. I can remember going to a Pentecostal church because I was going because there was this uh, reverend who was spouting the evils of uh, rock and roll, and he was doing seminars on the evil of rock and roll in church, and I went there for that, and I became a part of that church because I bought into his spiel, mm-hmm. hook, line, and sinker. And the one thing I remember about that church, it was a church of God, but it was a, it was definitely in the Pentecostal sort of range. And uh, there was laying on of hands. There was people speaking in tongues. There uh, was... Jumping up and down. Incredible, and- crazy organ music yeah. that was just so vibrant that you couldn't help but dance. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So Lando's yeah, dinner was, seems tame compared to... Compared, kind of that's hostile. true, that's <laughs> that was, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh, didn't know this about each other. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that later, but... Uh, yeah. so Also the irony of the rock and
0: roll thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to talk about that too. Yeah, um, yeah. The juxtaposition between the Mimbari and the Centauri is... Uh, incredible yep. because the Centauri is this you know this this feast and uh you know almost like um gluttonous moment. Yep. Uh and the Membari are austere and sacred and careful in their presentation of what's going on, which is uh kind of amazing. Yeah. Um so uh it, the one thing that I didn't notice but uh, that was pointed out in the Lurker's Guide was that everything had three sides to it. Hmm. And uh, Dolin, when she's doing this ceremony, talks about the Nine, um, which made me think of of uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nine and uh, um, she says, from birth, and then it shows Londo, through death and renewal, and then it shows Veer, you must put aside old things, Garibaldi, old fears, Sinclair, old lives, Ivanova. This is your death, Jakar, the death of flesh. So huh. I, the names, I put the names in there just to kind of say this is where the camera yeah, turns yeah, yeah. at those moments. Yeah. Just kind of interesting. And she's, she's using this red fruit. It almost seems like a consecration. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. What do you what do you call it in Catholic Church when, uh, when they're doing the, the, yeah, it's communion. It's kind of a communion going on. Yep. With some very serious looks between people? Yes. Did you catch the fact that Jakar swapped his for th- Ivanova's?
1: Oh, no, no. I don't remember that. No, he I remember did. him looking at it like, this might be poisoned. But yes. I didn't know he switched the weather. <laughs> he did. <In>
0: the, <laughs> I didn't notice In that. the midst of the ceremony, you just see his hand reach over and swap them out. Oh, it was hilarious. in the background and you had to be looking for it, but I knew to look for it. So That's um, hilarious.
1: <laughs> I did, I so, did like that Garibaldi didn't eat his just nope, showing that not. like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be respectful and participate, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to take part in, in eating this, this thing, which is obviously symbolic, but um, it may have been for other reasons, but and supposedly it supposedly was a fruit, although it looked like a, like a red jelly bean. I thought maybe a grape oh yeah yeah yeah
0: but it's it's red fruit and then that's what Catherine hits on and she's like red fruit that's
1: that's a marriage ceremony in, yeah. in serious circles <laughs> which made me think that maybe the Len was trolling everybody like she made them oh I love that idea yeah like I didn't explain what it was but basically you all I just had you We're all, all married all. now yep people get people get uh, married in groups or something I don't know I thought that that was, that was pretty funny <laughs> but Catherine said that like it, depending on how you do it it could it like it's the same ritual for 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 a a wedding so like a few people there are probably married <laughs> even if they don't know it it's pretty funny
0: well I mean she gave this longing look at at uh, at Sinclair mm-hmm. Yeah. And then looks like she's taking incredible joy in in or almost like lustful in her eating of this red fruit. Yeah, there was some sensuality there. In, yes, in that's it. the word I was looking for. Yeah. Sensuality. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting.
1: But and and I I again that was pretty quick. I don't remember the threes. I don't remember the symbolism. Well, that went by that. really
0: quick, so I yeah. didn't think about it. But then when I did th- when I looked at it and it talked about the threes and then i thought about the 9 i'm wondering what yeah. 3 has to do anything and the 9 made me think of the nine riders or the nine
1: yeah yeah nine rings right uh, in yeah. in uh, lord of the rings but it'll be interesting if they they have some sort of trinity in that religion particular that'll be interesting yeah um, but and and so the way my brain works immediately when they're like oh religious you know ceremonies from the different alien races i'm thinking this is like what bullshit is this why is there only there's only one religion for per, per race Yeah per planet or per <laughs> yeah like at, at this point like some of these um, some of these alien races are on multiple planets and we I, th- I think we've talked about this before right like how yeah there's there there can't just be one way of doing things there can't just be one religion maybe there can be so that's why that's why later when when we see the earth one it that was the moment that was the moment where it was like this this show, like it's in my, it's, it's made for me. (laughs) Like that, (laughs) that final scene is so perfect and it gave me chills and I, I appreciated it so much because sometimes I feel like I'm yelling at the television, you know, like, like this is so limited. Like this, like media, like this media really matters. And if you're not showing people that there is this diversity, there's, you're doing people a disservice. I don't care that it was a like, you know like early '90s. Come on, like why why would you like? It just doesn't make sense. And and so I I get mad about that stuff. So it was like it do was you almost, feel
0: that do you feel that JMS did a disservice by doing it this way?
1: No, no, no. I feel I think we only know uh, the. I mean, it's possible because we don't know. It's possible that the Mumbari and the Mbari and the Centauri just have one religious ceremony. It is also possible that this is just one of many, and we don't right. know how and, many religions they have. They, they just selected one. And I, we like,
0: also know that, so it's run by Dylan and her new aide, Lanier, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. we maybe could make the supposition that this is her religion, Exactly. But not necessarily exactly. representative of the
1: entire Membari race. Exactly, that's certainly exactly. possible. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she's she's from the Great Council, which I which I assume is royalty. But like, maybe I don't know. Maybe if for Earth they they decided to talk to the Pope, like the Pope isn't going like the Pope is going to show one very specific thing, you know. But that's yeah, why that's I, true. Yeah, but,
0: if you ask the Pope to do that, then he would just be this is our ritual. Here you go. Exactly.
1: But I love that Sinclair. Somehow got so many different religions represented in that scene. I mean, I love the fact that when the scene fades to black, it's uh-huh. still it's still going. going. You still there have one hundred and
0: fifty there altogether. One
1: hundred and fifty.
0: Yes, and most of oh, them were man. actual members of the actual faith.
1: This is oh man, you just and made that scene even And Straczynski
0: purposely put the Muslim next to the, the Jew.
1: Unbelievable, unbelievable. This is—I don't know. This is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of anything, anywhere ever. That's why yeah. I said this episode. Like when it ended in in that particular scene, it was so satisfying, but also so important. And the fact that there were 150—that yeah. is, again, the camera fades to black. It's still going. You still haven't seen any at the end of it, and 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 Sinclair is still saying all of their religions. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's such a beautiful scene because even, even Jakar and Delen, like they're shaking everybody's hand. There's no, n- there's no look on their faces of like, oh, this is weird or, ugh, like what are we doing? So there was just like this mutual respect between like all of these different alien races with what Sinclair was trying to do. And he's telling them, like, like this is this, this is that, this is that, this is that. And it just keeps going. Oh, man, I. Oh, I love that scene so much. Incredible.
0: Uh, of note, the actor who plays Sinclair only had to do two takes. He huh. had memorized all their names. <laughs> Maybe not 150 of them, but he had memorized, you know, that first grouping yeah. that he did there. Yeah. Which is just fantastic.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. I, I thought speaking to, you know, the diversity of our culture, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it maybe it wouldn't have meant as much if we had seen, you know, more than one bit of each other culture that we saw because then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the precedent setting of the fact that we are a multi faithed
1: people. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, in the last episode we talked about how when it ended Sinclair talked about how it's important to like, we don't, we don't want to lose all of these things that we have the uh, you know the rest of the world should know about what we've done and and, and the ideas and etc right and right. buddy holly and all that but like there's a there's a bigger appreciation for me now about what he said in that episode based on on his behavior here mm-hmm. because like he values this like he really i don't know there's like he's introducing all of these ideas to the rest of the universe you know to the rest of the galaxy, and and he's he's putting no one. You could argue the order in which they were on, but there was no there were no rows, right? It was just everybody was going to get the same amount of time and the same amount of attention mm-hmm. um, as as everybody else because they they all matter. And I don't know, I loved it so much. <laughs> I Loved it so much. <laughs> now
0: the one thing we haven't talked about, and. It, I, I think it's important just to add it on. We, we, we're we constantly seeing this parade of uh, aides coming along. Um, uh, oh, what is his name? Lanier shows up as uh, Delin's aide. Yeah. Um, played by Bill
1: Mooney. Which I really like that everybody has an aide now. Because yeah. I think we talked about this at the beginning where I was like, oh – these are the major races right they they have a seat at the table mm-hmm. um, when there's a i forgot what what the council or committee is called on the station and but there's only one of them like there, there wasn't really fleshing out of 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 these different alien races and and then we got veer and then mm-hmm. now you know jakar has his aides and now Delenn has an aide which is which is great because other than that like I mean I don't know if we'll ever leave Babylon 5 I don't know if we'll ever see any of these other planets so the only way to really understand them better or get a better idea of, of what those planets are like or what the people are like is to see different people from those planets
0: yeah and we did see a few more Minbari in the Membari ceremony but they didn't really call attention to them yeah but uh, Lanier comes along and Lanier won't even look to Lin in the face uh royalty or whatever Grey Council is, he's not in his mind, he cannot look directly in her, into her eyes without her giving him a lot of coaxing basically.
1: What is her title?
0: Uh she is Sakai Satai. Satai, Satai, Satai Dalin of the Grey Council. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, he didn't I I don't think we'd ever heard her referred to as Satai before. And we don't I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like queen or princess or governor or president or something like that but
0: yeah it's not clear yeah. um but, it, but there's a title there's definitely yeah know, there's, there's there. a title and there there's a reverence that goes with that title and yeah. she has to convince him that, that we do not speak of the great council here this will really complicate things i don't want anybody to know we're part of the great council or i'm part
1: of the great council which is just like what um what Jakar said
0: yeah yeah, yeah. there there are pal- parallels there i yeah. mean it there, there seems to be parallels in all of them it's think like people and, can't and maybe somewhere, maybe somewhere <laughs> along the line. And again, this is not something I'm speculating on or I know about that. I'm, you know, I'm speculating on it, meaning I don't really know, but maybe we'll come out to see that it's different viewpoints on the same thing so that we're seeing it from three different points of view or five different points of view or however many different points of view that you're going to get involved with in, in the show. Yeah. So that's, that's of interest. Um, but it's uh, politics right
1: it's it's very political it's you know information is power and and there are certain pieces of information that would affect what's going on and and at, at least with Delen, we know that she really doesn't want people to know what her class is right they, they just right they, i assume i get the feeling that she feels that they're going to treat her differently if they know and that it might affect relations um mm-hmm. between the planets if they know that they're dealing with a member of the great council whatever that is versus i don't know what what other parts of the of the government there may be that's interesting Yeah. what was
0: the what, what did the soul hunter say he said what's a what's a member of the great council doing posing as an ambassador on babylon five yeah
1: yeah that's definitely not something that is expected at least,
0: just hmm. a little more world world building here going on. Lanier is of the third fate of Chudomo,
1: yes,
2: uh,
0: Fane, the third Fane of Chudomo, which has served with honor for five hundred years. He's just gone from being a simple novitiate to being serving one of the great council. Yeah, which is apparently is is this is a big jump. Yep.
1: He was a good so, student, like Franklin. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um and it it's Bill Mummy so you recognize that you know who Bill Mummy is right
1: i do not who's bill mummy
0: did you watch lost in space the original series yes the original series uh yes so he's will
1: oh i didn't know that yeah gotcha um, the new lost in space is pretty good too i don't know if you watched
0: oh, it absolutely really i i really enjoyed the new lost in space yeah. i can't wait for the next one yep i am such a sci-fi
1: whore you are you are <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> I, I, even, I love
0: that about myself
1: yeah i don't know why i assume you might not have seen lost in space i'm sorry
0: well it, it, it doesn't mean that i mean there's so many things i haven't seen like i haven't seen farscape you mentioned farscape i haven't seen farscape i haven't seen it either I know that it was Jim Henson's Creature Workshop that was involved. Yep. But I never got very far into it. Yeah. At the time, I was too busy paying attention to uh, Stargate. Yeah. I couldn't watch everything on sci fi when sci fi came out. It, there were a lot of different things. There was Lex, and there was. Have you seen all the Stargates? I have. All of them? Yeah. Whoa. We watched, for the most part, we watched Stargate as it came out. Gotcha.
1: Um, None of them were simultaneous, right? Uh,
0: Atlantis maybe first season was simultaneous with last season of Star Trek, Stargate SG One,
1: and then Universe was after that.
0: And Universe was after that, but Universe may be connected. I can't remember if it was connected to Atlantis or not. Um, gotcha. Atlantis kind of similar to uh, Deep Space Nine. I thought was the best of uh, that series, but I still love it all.
1: Yeah. I saw that original movie so many times. Oh, man.
0: Oh, the one with uh, James Spader.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I, man, I think we're they so a great old that there's, job. Like,
1: that there's three versions of lost in space. There's four or five different SG, SG yeah. series and movies
0: and, and, and still more to come because they're still kind of pushing at the envelope.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, the only thing I haven't heard about and keep hoping to hear about, and Straczynski says it could happen someday is the reboot or recontinuation of babylon five are you serious he's always wanted it but nobody's nobody's taken it yet getting
1: it to amazon was a
0: big deal yeah
1: yeah no you're right i think i think it's possible the other day i I learned that there's new looney tunes there's been literally there's a show called new looney tunes for two years there's been new bugs bunny cartoons i have no idea and did you watch any? I I, I uh, yeah I have a, I'm sub- subscribed to a service called VRV which has a whole bunch of other services built in and one of them uh-huh. is cartoon I forgot cartoon what it network? is network no no it's not Cartoon Network but it has uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons and oh it's and, Boomerang uh, It has Boomerang and it has another one and among those are all these. The Looney Tunes, like, there's a new Looney Tunes. There's other. Uh, it, it it blew my mind. i like, how, how did I not know this was a thing? So,
0: so my next question comes. Was it any good? It was.
1: It was fine. It's uh, it's weird. Go back and watch Bugs Bunny, and with the lens of 2019, and you might feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, maybe. It depends,
0: on, it depends on the episode and the time period. Yeah. yeah there are yeah. some things I would feel uncomfortable about with Bugs Bunny today, but there's still, you know, things like What's Opera Doc yes. and The Rabbit of Seville and Duck Rabbit Duck. Uh, so so like the, the, those are things that stick <laughs> in my mind, you exactly. know?
1: And so the first episode is, is a Bugs Bunny um, Yosemite Sam episode that I was watching. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. I was more just shocked that it existed. existed yeah yeah so my point is anything is possible i think there's True. a stargate series that was never on tv that's only available there's online, online only yeah, yeah you can only get it through the app
0: right now and yeah. i haven't watched that one so that one is the only space that i haven't caught
1: yeah yeah so yeah babylon an extension of babylon is definitely possible <laughs>
0: I, I pray for it. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe this podcast because, will be a catalyst. Oh
0: sure, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna strike the match that lights the fuse that causes it to start back up. I love that idea.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe. Um, then I can complain about the, the same way I complain about like continuity for for other shows. It'll be great. Absolutely
0: yes. <laughs> well, there's even at the very end, there's a movie that comes out that will allow you to complain about continuity
1: fantastic
0: <laughs> so you got that coming for you i'm looking forward to it <laughs> all right so parliament of dreams one of one of my favorites from season one but there's still a lot of good episodes coming up i said one of my favorites It's i, I don't know if it's my favorite Ah, uh, that's that's a hard one but uh we're only five
1: episodes in to a 22 yeah. episode season so yeah, so we got yeah. 17 to go, so there, I hope it so didn't much peak good story five. to come. No,
0: no, <laughs> it, it did not peak, but I think 5 is where we, we started bringing more humor into the story, and I think that's a critical piece of Babylon 5, because we're going to get into some weighty issues. There's just no way around it, gotcha. and uh, the humor makes it a little more palatable at times. Got it. Uh, so, yeah... Parliament of Dreams. And why is it a Parliament of Dreams? Huh. And I'm not asking that because I know the answer because I just realized they don't talk about dreams. Uh, Parliament is, is a kind of a governing body kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the original title for this was going to be Carnival, hmm. which I, I like Parliament of Dreams much better. It has a much more
1: poetic ring to it yeah yeah because carnival could be like you know i don't know i think of a parade or or a showcase right many different things yeah um and but parliament of dreams makes it again i may be completely wrong but the word dreams makes me think of like you know this is all made up (laughs) this is these are the ways that different people see the world this is the way that people explain things these are things that yeah exist in people's minds and Think like how can we all have the same experience and yet believe have s- completely different beliefs? You know,
0: that's good. I like that. I would yeah. love to find out that the Tennyson poem has the the phrase Parliament of dreams" somewhere in it. Oh, that's
1: a that's a good.
0: Now I need to go back and and find out whether or not it does or not because that uh, I don't know if this shows up anywhere else in my lexicon of media that I have you know taken in, but I. It's just a flowing title, Parliament of Dreams. There are some moments where Straczynski just does it with words. Uh, to me, that that's one of them.
1: Let me search it right now. Oh, okay, okay, you do that. <laughs> uh, find a page.
0: No. Uh, no. No. Okay. Oh, so you're just searching it up in tennis and you weren't. I thought maybe you're doing like an internet search for oh, Parliament Oh, no, no. Of in, in the poem,
1: I was checking to see if, if the word Parliament of Dreams was there, but it's not.
0: Parliament of Dreams. It looks like it only comes up for Babylon 5. Huh. You'd think with a phrase so uh, uh, ostentatious, uh, so meaningful, that, that there would be. No, it's just Babylon 5.
1: We can do an advanced search that omits the word Babylon. How do you do that? Uh, I'm on my phone. Let me see. Search tool.
0: Because I've never, I've never done that. I imagine that's something they tried to teach me when I was in my doctorate program. Because I remember working on media and trying to figure out how we were supposed to, to reference and find things in our internet-based world. Uh, so to so one final thing. Um, won an Emmy Award for outstanding individual achievement in makeup for a series. This episode did.
1: This episode did?
0: Yeah. Huh. And I'm assuming for the prosthetics on Jakar. Uh I mean it could be on the Minbari, but there's not
1: Huh. I don't know how much how it's much prosthetics are going on. <laughs> <laughs> or the or the bodyguard. Um yeah, no, no bodyguard. Jakar's Jakar's uh makeup is incredible i i, I remember yeah. mentioning i guess it was two episodes ago when he got the new aid her her makeup didn't look nearly as good as his i thought yeah and his looks incredible yeah he's he looks like a like a like a real person you know i think it's i think it's incredible and yeah i don't know it's really good
0: oh also um so uh the uh assassin guy is yes. that this episode? That is yes. this episode. Yep. Uh, the assassin guy uh, puts on glasses.
1: I was gonna mention this. I was gonna bring this up. <laughs> but there are no ears on Narn heads. That is so, it is so weird. That has to be. I remember writing it down. I was I was so bothered by it. I was like, so many things, like so many details, and they couldn't come up with like what glasses would look like on a Narn head, like. It was it was so funny, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it was the most distracting thing of the yeah, entire it was, episode.
0: It was off-putting. Oh, um, dude, Straczynski was so said that Narn are very fetishistic about being perfect, and so they don't have glasses.
2: Oh,
0: so this is why it's human glasses. But he also said there's no way to really put that into the plot line yeah so this is this is just the moment where we come into awareness of that particular thing that is so Um,
1: funny that is so good i'm so glad you brought that up i almost forgot to mention it (laughs) oh man yeah oh it's so funny because uh, yeah i imagine how many times they fell off oh yeah (laughs) Because there was just nothing. They, it, it looked there. like they were stretching. You know, he's putting them on. I'm like, that doesn't work. So, yeah. No. Oh, it was. It was hilarious. That was. That was really good. I mean, it looks like they were, like, as props. The legs looked really long too. They didn't look like yeah. normal glasses. Again, maybe, maybe Jakar isn't the only one obsessed with Earth culture. Maybe not. That's
0: that's possibly a good point. Um, there is the, the, the glasses themselves, though. I do have glasses that are coming to me next week, and they don't actually have a curve to them. They just Hold on to the head by, um, elasticity or whatever. You know, however, however hard, like they they press against the head to hold on to the head. Really, so
1: it's similar, I guess. That's weird. Why? Why did you get glasses like that? Does
0: it look cool? They looked interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, it wasn't that they looked cool. I didn't. I didn't care whether or not it, it curved backwards. I liked the look of the the frames themselves. Gotcha. So I'm I'm used to having it come over my ears, but th- uh, this one just kind of clamps your head. Huh. <laughs> well, I, And I, that's what that one was doing for him. I don't, I don't even mm-hmm. remember whether or not there was a curve to the end of the,
1: yeah.
0: end of the glasses.
1: There wasn't really, it was, it was a little straighter. Like it was, there was a little curve, but it wasn't huge. Um, I like the, the glasses that Morpheus uses in the matrix they don't have any legs. He just oh, clips yeah. them onto his nose. Yeah. He just puts <laughs> it. Yeah. That doesn't really work. I'm sure they like, they glued those on. It'd have to pinch pretty hard yeah,
0: to hold on because you want something that's going to hold on no matter how much you move your head around. Yep. All right. That, that, that's the, ran, the last random piece I have there.
1: <laughs> it, was the it was good. It was good. It was super important. But uh, it makes <laughs> me think that if they... It, I don't know the specific timeline because uh, I don't remember and I haven't looked it up, but the Narn seem to still be recovering from colonization. And maybe there's something about like this discovery of new cultures, right? Of this, um, yeah. Like the the effects of colonization, what they have on people, and how like you weren't able to develop your own culture over time. So maybe you go, uh, like you gravitate towards all these other cultures that are really developed. I don't know. There's there's something there. I'll, Maybe I'll talk yeah. about it more. Yeah. Know, future, Maybe but- why
0: why fix what why why build something that's already been built? We'll just go and grab it from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's possible, and we don't really know the relationship between Narn and Earth and what that's like. You know, it it could be that's that true. that's a, you know, it could be that there's a really strong handhold going on there that's just not obvious to us here on the station.
1: That's true. That's true. We don't know if there's a Narn colony on Earth or anything like that. That's, good, that's
0: true. Yeah or vice versa. So th- there's there's lots of possibility there. I, I, I kind of like the idea that Narn culture fetishizes human culture. That that's fascinating to me. I have to remember yeah that as we move forward cuz I'll I'll look through the, that lens at at what is done yeah. in in the future here. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode is Mind War. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like some psychor stuff. Maybe, maybe not. You know, it might be. It might be. I, I you know, I, I don't actually remember Mind War, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. If it's Psychor, I'm looking forward to it.
1: And it, it's so interesting that the last episode, like, I feel like nothing happened, and this episode, so much happened that we were confused at times of like, was that this episode? Like, with, this <laughs> happened in year two? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it safe. it it maybe starts to build to a point where you can actually recognize the world in what you're talking about, and yeah. so
1: yeah. All right, we well, can't wait for Mine War.
0: Exactly. Till next time. Uh, you've been listening to Conspiracy of Light.